0: Trigger warning. High functioning directly deals with the realities of mental illness and mental health issues. As a result, some listeners may find this content triggering. We encourage listeners to tune in and out in a way that feels safe for them and seek support if they need. If you are in crisis, please call 911 or visit your nearest hospital. If you're in Canada, you can also call Crisis Services Canada at 1-833-456-4566 or text 741741. This episode contains candid discussions of depression, anxiety, suicide, privilege, dissociation, ADHD, professional and personal support systems, medication, therapy, and the struggles we've had coping with mental illness. Hey, I'm Britt. And I'm
1: Amira. And this is High Functioning a podcast about people who struggle with mental illness while still maintaining seemingly productive and successful lives.
0: Right, we're basically trying to be as millennial as possible by starting our own podcast, and after this, we're actually going to go grab some avocado toast. And we're not buying a house, to be clear.
1: (laughs) Because of the avocado toast. Jokes, we're in quarantine. We're talking about seasonal affective disorder today. Also known as the sad the sad can i tell you a funny story yeah so when i started my psych degree like first year psych you open up your textbook and i remember seeing the little blurb on seasonal affective disorder or sad and this was like before i was fully in a place to acknowledge my own mental health or anything and i was like this is bullshit
0: <laughs> i was like why would they
1: create this silly disorder and then just like name it sad like is this some sort of sick
0: joke i thought and was i was brilliant. like brilliant
1: like, I think it's hilarious no. that it's called sad.
0: That makes like it now better. in it retrospect. Makes me feel better.
1: Yeah, in retrospect, I changed that opinion. But at the time, I was like, "This can't be real. This is a joke," and I really hate that they're making a joke of us. <laughs> but now I definitely experience that, so uh, I
0: should buy my tongue. Fair enough. I also just like yeah. referring to it as the sad, not the big sad, the sad. which is just year-round depression. Yeah, i I
1: love – I have a love-hate relationship with the memes right now that are, like, when my, like, regular depression (laughs) meets my quarantine depression meets my seasonal depression. Yeah. But I feel
0: that in my soul. It's, like, a little too accurate. It's too accurate. Okay. So, what what is SAD? Tell – I mean, for for folks who don't know, like, what is seasonal affective disorder?
1: So, seasonal affective disorder, it is something that is still being researched and – Can't tell exactly what the cause is, as is for most mental illness at this point. At the core of it, it's just changes in your symptoms of depression or symptoms of mental illness. I think you can also refer to anxiety that are correlated with changes in
0: seasons. Is this something that you've noticed, Amira? Uh, Yes and no. So... There's a couple things with me. Is I I almost have like reverse SAD. So typically SAD happens like in the winter months when it gets really dark and it has to do with there not being enough sunlight. So a lot of people need these things called happy lights to like simulate or uh, yeah, simulate sunlight so that they feel like a little happier and whatever. Um, for me, I kind of usually enjoy the winter months. Like November and December are generally, like, months, I don't I don't mind. Uh, I get it really bad going into the summer. Like, I have yeah, we've intense talked about anxiety. So it's, like, a reverse SAD. And you can notice, like, there's a, a marked shift in my anxiety. And it's for me, yeah. it's because, like, heat is such an anxiety trigger for me. Um, but I that's what I
1: think is, like, people are so quick to be like, oh, it has to do with the sunlight or it has to do with the cold weather. But I just think... For me, I know it has to do with the sunlight. Personally, I I definitely feel a lot lighter when there is sun outside, but the happy lamps, um, the sunlight lamps don't work for me, like just at all. They they really don't work. So then I wonder if it's just like the ability to be outdoors, like whatever it is. But I think when we, we associate seasonal affective disorder with the winter, but I really just think it has to do with these seasonal changes. Like, there are changes that make you either comfortable or uncomfortable,
0: and that can impact your mental health really severely. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, is, like, when the season changes, I experience a lot more anxiety. But, like, once we're settled into the season, it's a little bit more okay. The only difference is summer, where it just gets progressively hotter, and I get progressively grumpier. Yeah. Um, Because, like, when it's, like, it's one of the things I've always hated about Toronto in particular, is, is the sticky... 30, 40 degree weather. Like I cannot handle it. I can't be outside. I can't be doing anything. My anxiety is through the roof at all times. Whereas, you know, a lot of people struggled with being in Vancouver. A lot of the people I went to school with in Vancouver struggled with the rain and they found it really hard for their mental health because there was no sun and it was dark and dreary. And like, I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. It's cozy. It's like, there's just like a weird, like romantic kind of thing in the rain like it's just like it's just nice and like i'd go for walks in the rain and come back soaking and it was nice yeah um versus like i can't go outside for a nice little walk in 40 degree weather like i will just melt when i was on exchange in england i remember
1: being nervous like because in england you know the weather is similar to vancouver like it's dreary and there's lots Mm -hmm. of rain it's gorgeous and i (laughs) but i remember feeling nervous like am i going to get impacted by this But I actually found that I wasn't. And that's why I also go back to this. I think it has to do with the changes in the weather or the changes. And like you get used to one thing, then it switches. Because when I was in that kind of dreary weather, and I think this is like, this is personal. People have obviously very different experiences. But for me, I thought, oh, yeah, it's the sunlight. Like the sunlight is what brings me joy. But then I got to England and, like, also I was on exchange and there were a lot less worries in the world. So, who knows how that impacted. Obviously, there's just always a bajillion reasons why you may or may not be feeling a certain way. But I wasn't as impacted by the rain as I thought I'd be. And I found that actually, like, the greenery was so nice and I found so much joy um, and peace in the nature of it and, like, the mild temperatures that the rain didn't really bother me. But then in Toronto, I do find this, like, And I almost, it's one of those things that I almost don't want to admit. Like, growing up, my mom was like, oh, yeah, the weather, the sun, like, it totally impacts you. And I was like, mommy, like, you and your crystals can take a seat. Like, no. (laughs) Um, Because I've always kind of rebelled against things that don't have, like, a clear scientific answer. Mm -hmm. But, like, mental health does not have a clear scientific answer. That's what I've learned. And I know that when I wake up in the morning and it's dark out, my mood is definitely different. Then when I wake up and
0: there's the sun, I wish there was an answer. Don't you wish there was an answer to this? I do. Yeah. I mean, I think I wish there was an answer, but it's also just understanding what is it that's triggering this. Is it the lack of sunlight? Is it too much heat? Is it extreme weather changes? Like I I really struggle when it's too hot, but I also really struggle when it's too cold. Mm. So like my favorite month is like weather wise is like September, October or like April, May. I think the weather then is just like phenomenal you just go out with a light jacket it's weather sweater weather sweater weather Um, yeah it's it's so nice the other thing though is like when you're thinking about okay what is causing this is it seasonal affective disorder sometimes it's also just your body has a clock so it knows certain times of the year and so for me um i struggle really hard between august and september because that's that's the anniversary of more than one of my suicide attempts and so i know there's like a four to six week period where not even not even cognitively thinking about it but i just feel off and i didn't i didn't like even realize what it was um until i was going through like a, a really depressive period this year and i was like i don't know if it's just quarantine or whatever and i realized that this happens every year at the same time um and it's because there's trauma around that time period. There's a large amount of trauma around that time period yeah. that my body remembers. Even if my mind doesn't, my body remembers it and knows that something's happened. So you know, it might seem like, oh, there's well, it's changing the weather's changing too. Yeah, the weather's changing, but it's not because of the weather, it's because of trauma. So knowing knowing if it's actually something triggered by weather or by trauma or I don't know, for some people, it might be like around a birthday the anniversary of someone dying? Like, is there anything in your life that's happened around this time that might be contributing this more than the sun or the rain? Yeah,
1: I think that's a really good point. I think for me, I'm still figuring it out because I've done the things that they say to do for seasonal affective disorder, you know? Like, I do the sun lamps. They don't work for me. I take vitamin D. It doesn't necessarily make a difference. And so I'm still figuring out why is it that my mood can shift so significantly? Mm-hmm. And I think reflecting on it right now and reflecting on kind of what rainy days have felt like in quarantine, I'm going to say that a big reason I feel less, for lack of better words, like myself during the winter months is because I can do less. Like there's totally less fair. running around and there's less. That's a large less- thing for
0: a lot of people is, is there's like they feel trapped, like they can't do anything. There's less activities. Whereas... I, I have the opposite where I'm like, there's so much pressure to be doing stuff during the summer months and to be out and be active and all this stuff. Like there's just so much pressure to do that, that it stresses me out. So in the winter when it's like, I don't have to feel guilty about sitting in my PJs, watching a movie all day, pre quarantine, pre quarantine, that was considered like, you know, a bad day in quarantine, yeah. it's like, Hey, great work. Great you, Saturday, you saved the yeah. world today. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of guilt associated with that. Whereas in the winter, it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stay home and watch movies and eat cookies and drink, you know, yeah. hot chocolate. Do you think that quarantine has taken off some of that, like, social summer social pressure? Uh, Yeah, but it took too much off. Like, I was like, I don't want to go to a patio every single day, but don't take away patios all- every day, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Because we do enjoy an occasional patio, that's for
1: sure. I mean, I enjoy going out all the time because... I'm a crazy extrovert who needs a lot of social interaction or else I go a little little mad. But these our podcasts is, can sometimes be better than therapy. Cuz I really do think now that I'm talking about it more that a lot of my seasonal depressive changes come from what we we're just talking about. This like lack of being able to do things when I define so much of myself through like being able to do things all day long, like running around, seeing okay. people, all of that. And I just wonder, like, I, I hope it doesn't sound like we're dismissing seasonal affective disorder because I, there, there's definitely people who struggle with just like who find that benefit from the sunshine, right? Like who find right. that and I the I think It, lambs it all bark. still
0: falls under seasonal affective disorder. It's just yeah. what is it that's going to help? Because you could like, uh, it's it's like taking um, you know, an SSRI for depression. There's like. 10 different main kinds you can take but they're not going to work the same with sad it might be sun that helps you it might be vitamin d it might be finding like indoor activities so you feel like you can still do stuff or getting like a big ass winter jacket so you can go outside more like there are different ways to address it it's all the same thing it's it's still depressive changes around certain seasons certain months Um, mostly certain seasons versus certain months but um even just the change like Like we were talking about, yeah, I think that's what we keep coming back to. From warm to cold, or from cold to warm, is like, how do I adjust? Like you're not, you're not adjusted. I think um,
1: change is really hard with mental illness because we get really good at our routines and we get really comfortable in you know our day to day. And so when things change, it gets really uncomfortable. And I think for us, that's the root. In many ways, that can kind of feel like the root of SAD. Um, at least for me, is that change. But I wonder if, like one, you know, just thinking out loud here, like one solution for me or, or strategy would be coping better with change and recognizing because I'm I'm not great with change. I'd no. like to think I am, but I'm I'm really not. I really like when things are predictable. Oh yeah. And, weather is like one of the least predictable things and when it gets dark at four o'clock and you're like well what does my evening consist of and what am I doing with my life and then you have all these existential questions because life doesn't feel as exciting and distracting almost as it does in the summer at least for me it's it's uh it's hard it's really hard it can really put me in bed for a long time actually that's like a big kind of trigger for me
0: yeah I'm wondering if this year people who are struggling with SAD will have it easier or harder because there's that like compounding thing of like quarantine depression plus plus seasonal depression. But also, you know, if you've sort of been home a bit more and not going out as much, that transition isn't going to be as difficult into the winter because it's not like you were doing as many activities before. I mean, I think the hard part is we're supposed to be socializing outside or like trying to socialize outside, but now it's like, it's too cold for that. Maybe not yet, but like, it's going to get to a point where it's, it's too getting cold in there. You. So but I also I, wonder how much of it is like anticipatory anxiety, you know, so everyone, everyone of it keeps saying anxiety.
1: Yeah. Everyone yeah. keeps saying like, Oh no, in the winter, you know, everything's going to be shut down and we can't see our friends and we can't see our loved ones and we can't do all our things and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then you start freaking yourself out. I, I mean, I speaking for myself, I start freaking myself out and I'm like, OK, well, well, how am I going to do this? Like, what is my strategy going to be? And Shelby and I have made this whole plan to try and make our we have like a new we moved during quarantine, which was pretty awesome. And we have a new deck and our we're trying to like make our deck work for the winter. And we got this new kind of like seating area. And we want to get heaters and we're like planning, but luck heat- finding a heater, <laughs> I know it's like sold out everywhere, but we were thinking like, we're pl- at least for me, I'm like, Hey, well, if I write this down on my list and I've planned for the winter and I've planned for these feelings, then maybe I won't feel them, but it's really, it's, yeah, it's this anticipatory anxiety. It's this fear of change. It's you develop one routine and then all of a sudden you have to change it. And then it's also like no sun or whatever other like environmental influence, because I'm going on a bit of a rant here. We just talked about not having rants, but I'm going to end it with this, is that um, environment impacts mental health. And to think it doesn't, we talk about this a lot with community care and all that, like the people around you impact your mental health. It's not just internal. The society and the systems impact your mental health. And apparently based on this sad thing, the seasons and the weather and the air and all of these things and what you're looking at every day can impact your mental health as well. And I guess it's just like, a Reminder that we kind of have
0: to be more mindful of that and not just be like we can control everything totally, yeah. It's 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 out of our control, it's adaptation. Um, I think we've hit really all the main points that we have struggled with with seasons changing, um, and kind of what comes with that,
1: yeah. I don't know. What is your plan for the winter?
0: So, Hi, I mean, I'm planning on. Se- I'm planning on spending a lot of the winter with my parents. I haven't seen them in about a year, so I'll have a good chunk of time with them. Um, Every day right now, like when the weather is good, I go down to the harbor front and I go for a walk and it's gorgeous and every day is so beautiful. It's pretty much abandoned during the day um, because people mostly go on the weekend. So during the day, it's, it's quiet. It's unlike anything I've ever seen in Toronto, which is always so busy, which is wonderful but and how so do you get you see like, that
1: feeling you're talking about right now of like you go and it's gorgeous and whatever yeah like how, how do you get that in the winter
0: so that's exactly it is i can't so i'm i'm looking at like i want to um i want to buy like a legitimate like exercise machine whether it's a bike mm. or a rower or something like that i think that'll be really good to to be able to feel like i can still do things actively um you know the, the place i'm in right now and i'm i'm going to be moving in a while but it's got a lot of sunlight so even as we're recording right now you can see me on video and you'll see there's a lot of sunlight coming in i'm jealous which I'm is amazing. wonderful and horrible because my laptop overheats all day long <laughs> because of the sunlight <laughs> so i like have to move or like you can't see my face properly in meetings but the sun is really nice and so i think just having you know uh windows open blinds open lights on just just creating any sort of brightness, whether it's from like the real world or artificially is going to be key. And, um, finding things to do in the winter. Like I really want to reiterate to, my friends, and the people I want to connect with that, like, we have to consistently connect, whether it's we have, like, a scheduled FaceTime or something. Not in, like, the way it was at the beginning of quarantine, where it was, like, let's go on house party all day long, because I hated that. I hated everything about that.
1: Yeah, I felt really pressured.
0: Yeah, but more of, like, a let's set up a time once a week, once every two weeks, to just connect you and I and have that, like, really, um, Profound's not the right word, but like a meaningful social interaction. Yeah, I'm also going to go super all out for Christmas. Like, I'm doing everything under the sun for Christmas this year. It's going to be bonkers. Are you going to decorate like crazy? Hell yeah! I'm going to make at least three gingerbread houses. Absolutely three. Yeah. One thing that is coming to mind: gingerbread house, and then there's like the train, and then like I don't know. There's usually some like cool whatever, like kids show or movie is big they make one that's themed so i'll probably get that too like a peppa the pig gingerbread house yeah i don't really like peppa but sure (laughs)
1: um one thing that i think about with this whole sad thing and i think comes back like full circle to what i the story i told at the start was i think a big reason why I felt so like weird about sad being a thing, is because like I felt a lot of guilt around my depression and anxiety changing. Like you think you have it under control or whatever, and then it changes, and then you know, I want to do a whole episode on how we have to constantly change up our strategies and transition in like therapy or medication or whatever, and we'll talk about that. But um I guess one thing I want to get across this episode too, for whoever struggles in the winter or feels like there's seasonal changes or monthly changes or whatever it is like that's normal and that's part of our journey and we just can't sit there and feel really bad about ourselves because that is a just a, a waste of our time and energy
0: because I, mean, I think sometimes
1: up. it's okay to feel bad for yourself
0: like i i feel bad i, I pity myself sometimes and i feel like not, not feel bad for yourself but like feel oh, bad like about, about yourself, yourself. Yeah. got it got it like got it. sometimes i beat myself up for like
1: having shitty days when it's raining you yeah. know yeah. And I hate that. Like I'm like no, like just like kindness, self self care. No, but like be kind to yourself because environment can affect your mood, and it can things, affect. We think
0: it's we think things related to our mind are our fault. Like here's yeah. here's another thing is when the weather changes. and I'm going to sound like a 90 year old. When when the okay. weather changes, my yeah. knee starts acting up
1: because I do have knee like like,
0: I know, but it, it really hurts. And I never blame myself for it. I'm always yeah. just like, okay, like, bring out the brace, you know, put my foot Start up, limping. whatever, limp around, and, like, I, I've just come to accept that, like, yeah, I my knee flares up when the weather changes, or I can sense the weather changing in my knees, and yet, if it's my mood changing, and it's, you know, because of a rainy day or whatever, I'm, like, just snap out of it, like. What's wrong with you not right like I was just, okay yesterday like it's just as out of control as my knee but yeah but we beat ourselves up for one and not the other I mean sometimes I'm pretty annoyed at my knee and I'm like seriously we're're we're, tw- we're in our 20s we don't need to like <laughs> be 90 just yet
1: but even so you're like I get annoyed with my knee but it's like, you're not blaming yourself. You're just annoyed with it. Like, it's okay to get annoyed that your mood's changing when the rain's out, you know? Yeah. Like that's annoying. That's like, that's so annoying, but we don't, we don't tell our bodies to snap out of it when they feel different on certain days. Like my body feels different literally every single day. Like I have so many aches and pains too. And it's really annoying. And you're like, I'm 25 years old. This is a bit ridiculous, but yeah, we're so much kinder with our bodies. I think than we are and and that's not like an across the board statement because obviously there's a lot of things with bodies that feel unkind and things that we say to ourselves and whatever and that's a whole other bucket of worms
0: yes Mm -hmm. you're right but so i'm so glad you brought that up because i had that that i wanted to talk about so i think that's another reason why summer months can be harder is Mm. because you know you're in shorts or you might be wearing like a bathing suit or things like that so i think that the body image impacts of that are a lot harder than in the winter when everyone's jealous of my sweater that's three sizes too big.
1: Honestly, I love your sweaters that are three sizes too big.
0: Yeah, they're not quite three sizes too big anymore, but they're still hella comfy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If uh, If it's any consolation, I'm currently sitting in jeans with the top two buttons
0: undone because they were just too tight, and I was like, I'm done with this shit. I literally haven't. Like, I... I wear jeans so rarely now it's unreal but I but g- going back to the point about you know clothing what people are wearing um I also find that summer outfits are in a lot of ways a lot more like gendered in terms of like yeah you're wearing more like fitted clothing or things like that even just like fitted clothing in general, gendered or not, there's a lot more of that in the summertime versus in the wintertime where it's a lot more about coziness and bundling up. Um, So I experience a lot of, a lot more body image issues and self-image issues and um, just issues with the way I look, what I wear, a lot more in the warmer months than in the winter months. I think
1: uh, for me, like having to put jeans back on and recognizing the changes in my body from the summer to now, that has also caused me some anxiety. But it's like a switch, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's you're we keep saying this, but mental health is affected by a bajillion different things. And here we are letting our bodies get all like creaky and weird. And we're like, yeah, I'm just
0: feeling old.
1: (laughs) And then your mind gets all creaky and weird. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me?
0: Yeah, you no. Know? Yeah, it really is just so much of it is just like the judgment we bring to it. Like, I almost wonder how bad would all these issues be if we didn't actually have that judgment? Wow. What a thought. <laughs> that's an Instagram post right there.
1: You know, get people thinking about that because that's true. How bad would it be? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we add so much more complexity and difficulty to it when we're overthinking it. Why do I feel this way? Do I have the right to feel this way? Why do I even, like, why am I thinking about if I have the right to feel this way, you know? Like, you, you yeah. get yourself into this spiral of, do I deserve to feel like shit? And yeah, the and answer to it, that... Oh, sorry, what's the answer? The answer to that is no one deserves to feel like shit, but if you feel like shit, you feel like shit. It yeah. is, like, you just feel it.
0: Yeah, or also, I think there's just, like, a weird, like, invalidity or guilt that comes with, like, I'm sad because of the sun. Like you're kinda like, really? People are dying and you're sad about the sun? Like what? So it's just it doesn't seem like a legitimate enough reason to be sad, as if you have to have like the most legitimate reasons to feel the way you feel. But it's sort of like I know it's just the weather, like there's nothing bad about the weather. There's so why is it so hard? Like why I have shelter and I'm fine. Yeah, like it's not an objectively hard thing, but I think that speaks to depression anxiety in general you don't need some earth-shattering reason to be feeling the way you're feeling so if it's the sun it's the sun if it's you know a, a toxic job it's a toxic job if it's nothing it's nothing but it's all just pieces of information to consider and think about um when we're thinking about our mental health and i i also think there's just because season seasonal transitions happen very slow and also very quickly And what I mean by that is, like, it feels like a long progression into winter, but also it can randomly snow at, like, the beginning of October. So it it, can—it's unpredictable when these changes are happening. So the anticipatory anxiety of if you know you deal with SAD and you know it's happening soon, that can really make it harder because you're like, I don't know when it's coming. Is it coming now? It could come tomorrow. It could come two months from now, but it's going to come, and I don't know when— Anticipatory to anxiety a lot of the time is worse than the actual thing. Not always, it, like sometimes it really a thing is, is yeah. exponentially worse than I ever imagined. And like that does happen and that can happen with seasonal changes. But you just, you know what's coming and you're like,
1: we've all had moments where we've like broken a plate and then like fell down crying, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's just a plate but you're like, I'm just so done and you're crying and whatever. And those feelings are so cathartic in a way. Cause like your emotions are so heavy that they just have to come out, even with something as seemingly trivial as a plate breaking. You're just waiting for that thing to happen. So you can just be like,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I almost feel like that's what, that's what we just need to embrace. Like our emotions are going to come and go. And if we just (laughs) Kind of let them happen a bit more instead of judging like, am I really crying because my plate broke? And instead being like, my plate fucking broke. Let me cry. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> I have to clean this shit up and now I am I have one less plate to eat off of. That is such a metaphor for my
0: whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All that being said, be kind to yourself as things change our bodies change, our minds change, our opinions change, we're growing, we're adjusting. And half the battle is just accepting it. I honestly think that. And then the other half is figuring out why it's happening, I guess, and trying to intervene with some sort of strategy, because you don't want to be super depressed all winter long, or all summer long, or all fall long.
0: Yeah, well, like having those anticipatory strategies of You know like we were talking about like like you asked me i'm gonna do more for christmas i'm gonna decorate i'm gonna get a workout machine whatever um those are all important things to think about so with your anticipatory anxiety if you have any energy you know i i I think it helps to think about okay well what are the things i'm going to do to combat this and last year knowing that august september is hard i planned this amazing trip out west to bc and it was Mm -hmm. phenomenal i had the best time Uh, I almost didn't come back because I loved it so much, but it really helped me get through that rough period. And then this year it was especially hard being alone, um, not connecting with close friends. Um, I really shut down. I think I saw you like right before I went on the big shutdown. Yeah. And like you, that whole day I was off and, and, you knew that, um, You're very gracious and kind to me, and I I appreciated that a lot. But also, that time period was really busy for me at work. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I've got my busiest work period and my worst mental health period. Oh, boy. And boy. the ma- like that high functioning mask was completely on. I was working long hours. I was working super hard. I was trying to get a lot done. I wasn't getting a lot done, but I was trying to get a lot done. I was mm-hmm. putting way more hours into it than I should have. Finished everything on time ahead of schedule, whatever, but it took a huge toll. And, you know, if we know these times in our life are coming, but we don't try to safeguard against them. It, it's it's no bueno it's no bueno
1: and safeguards you know we're talking about pretty casual safeguards right now like you know decorating for christmas but safeguards also mean like if you feel like it's you need um a medical intervention and you need your medication upped for instance during the winter or down or whatever it is or you need to go speak to your therapist more regularly and you, you know, if you have the availability for that, and your biggest blocker is your own stigma or your own self doubt, I hope that that blocker can be um, worked through in a in a pretty reasonable way. Because, yeah, we're all going to need interventions. We all have we all have times that things need to change, and we need new strategies to adjust for that change. I think my uh, hopefully Shelby and I can get a heater and create a little cozy alcove in our in our on our deck um and your christmas decorations will look bomb but i also might need to up my meds for a little bit or talk to my therapist more and that's all valid and real
0: just make people aware of it right like i think you know this august september period was one of the first times i actually told told a couple of friends not Mm -hmm. just a couple why that time period is so hard um, and I think my new goal going into the winter and knowing there's going to be change and it's going to be uncomfy and it's going to be stressful is, you know, wanting to communicate with my friends and saying, I need you to check in on me more. I need you to connect with me more because I might lose my mind um, and really being able to put those needs out there. So it'll be interesting to see by the time this episode actually airs if I did that. <laughs> That's fair. We'll see. This time around, we're going to air them pretty
1: pretty soon after. It's not going to be, like, a whole year later. No, it's so, going to be, like, less than a couple months, so. Yeah, so we'll see how it all goes. But, yeah, and, and we're going to do a friendship episode, so maybe we'll do the friendship episode once you've kind of talked about this with your yeah. friends so we can,
0: we can reflect a bit more. I am so excited and nervous for that episode because I have a lot to say but I don't know if I'm going to say it. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. That's like a good little teaser for it, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Any more opinions on the sad? That's it for me. Just, you know, stay cozy, stay connected. We need a third one there. That was such a good little end off. Stay cozy, stay connected. Stay cool. Nope. Nope. No, I mean, a cozy and connected were, were I, I would put them a, a little bit higher than cool, but cool cool can kind of, can, can go with them. Alright, I maybe we
1: can just have two. I mean, I feel like the rule of three. Anyways, stay cozy, stay connected.
0: Mira, send us off. Alright, thanks for tuning in. This has been High Functioning.